0: Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the program. After the show went off last night, we had some breaking news late. The results of the ratification vote by the Springfield Education Association for that uh, tentative contract offer. It was pretty overwhelmingly rejected by the rank and file. 80% opposed, 20% of the members of the teachers' union voting in favor of it. Well, to find out what happened and where it goes from here, we're joined now by Aaron Graves. He is the president of the Springfield Education Association. Aaron, thanks for being here with us this afternoon. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks
0: for having me, Jim. Well, what happened exactly? I mean, you brought a, a contract offer to your members that they pretty overwhelmingly said no to. Were you surprised by that, or did you go in thinking they were likely going to shoot it down and, and that would be a necessary step to move the negotiations in a different direction here? Uh,
1: it wasn't intentional. We, I mean, did we have some reservations? Yes. Um we took the numbers, the current best deal uh, that we could broker with the district. Uh, we shook hands with them and agreed to to take it before the membership for ratification, and that's what we did.
0: One thing that we were able to learn prior to the vote was that uh, this contract offer included total pay raises of about 12.5% over three years. Now, we're in a time of high inflation, and that may not actually necessarily keep pace with the rising cost of living, but it's probably more than a lot of people get. Uh, why uh, was, was that a factor in this? Did the members feel like that was just simply not enough compensation given everything teachers have gone? through the last couple of years
1: uh jim i think it's impossible to to pair things apart as you well know uh in any sort of union uh labor um management type brokering right it's all tied together the finance and the working conditions are all tied together obviously the better the working conditions um typically the, the the less compensation people are willing to accept um and, and I think, I think that speaks for itself, truthfully.
0: So, where are the working conditions breaking down here? What What are the concerns that members are expressing to you uh, that you may yet be able to address through this negotiation process?
1: Well, I, I, they they fall into several buckets, right? But I think you could hit a few at, at staffing, substitutes, um, curricular. Uh, mother or, you know, um, FMLA issues, building safety issues, things that have been um, a concern and, and kind of nagging at uh, our, our membership for a long time. And I, I think they're feeling a lot of these things are unresolved. Some of them, you know, a national current, but some specifically local.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, staffing seems to be a pretty chronic problem in school districts around the state, maybe even indeed uh, around the nation. Uh, is this just a, a matter of uh, not enough teachers to go around? Is it support staff, paraprofessionals? Uh, what's what's happening there? And, and given the fact that this seems to be a, an ongoing issue all over the country, how uh, optimistic are you that it can be addressed to the member's satisfaction through the contract process,
1: oh, I'm absolutely, uh, you know, positive that that it can. I heard, I I think you hear a lot of people uh, mislabeling what this is, right? It is not a staffing crisis; it's a recruitment and retention crisis. That's what's happening here. In here in Springfield alone, we, as you said, we have a myriad of unstaffed classrooms. Um, you know, we have. Currently, 20 teacher vacancies. We have 70 paraprofessional vacancies, 25 at Lee Elementary alone, a high-needs special education center combination, regular ed and, and special education. And you know this well. I mean, your very own daughter works there.
0: Yeah, No, no question. And so, I, I, you know, I hear a lot about that in particular uh, in, in the special ed arena. And again, these are not exactly new challenges here. Uh, I know you can't go into a lot of detail on the negotiation process, but do you feel like the district came forward with ideas in good faith to address some of these concerns or are these just things that uh, aren't, aren't really yet coming to the forefront of the negotiation process?
1: We've been discussing these special ed concerns for a long time, and I, and I believe that uh, many people within district circles, uh, especially our SEA members, feel like uh, the, the resolution has, has not come forth yet, and that is a, that is a major concern.
0: You describe it as a recruitment and retention crisis, uh, and a lot of times that translates to simply money. Uh, When your members are looking for additional compensation, when you may need to sweeten the pot to bring in new staff and to keep that staff, is there enough money to go around to do all of those things?
1: Certainly, there's enough money to go around, Jim, right? It's, It's just reallocation or proper allocation of funds. And it's not just money, right? Within, within buildings, we have particular buildings with culture and safety issues that have gone unaddressed uh, many years in a row. A, a long-term culture and safety issue within a building combined with uh, a potential staffing issue, that catapults new employees and some old out of the building. You know, And, and we're not even talking about the, the loss of learning here, which is it, it all goes hand in hand. It's, it's, it's an absolute inequity, Jim. Can you
0: elaborate what you mean by a culture and safety issue? I'm, I'm not sure what that refers to in this context.
1: Well, a, building, a positive building culture is, is one in which staff will want to stay and come to that building every day and feel good. And that, that, that has ripple effects into the classroom, into the children, and the overall feeling of that particular building. Uh, if you have a building that has a poor, or negative, or declining culture and it's unaddressed, like any workplace, right? It's you're bound to um, lose employees, or or they shift to some other school where it's better. Is that a,
0: a district wide issue? Is it in a majority of buildings? A handful of buildings? How
1: prevalent a problem is that? I I. I it's not district wide. Um, I, I would say it's in particular places, and you can you can find this district data or you can find building data. Right? We take uh, and it's on the ISBE report card. There's a five essentials survey that's done every year by staff, parents, students. So it's a comprehensive survey of each building's culture. Uh, the, I think the intention was to. Look and grade and, and rate those particular buildings to see which buildings are are, are healthy, right? And, and try to uh, imitate or, or find that those positives and move forth with those, and, and try to squash some of the, the negativity.
0: We're talking with Aaron Graves, president of the Springfield Education Association, after members rejected a uh, contract offer with District 186 last night. And, and Aaron, uh, it, when we uh, spoke last night, uh, you mentioned only about a, a third of the membership showed up for the ratification vote. Uh, what what does that say? And uh, I mean, obviously, with a, a four-to-one margin against, uh, it probably wouldn't have made a difference if you had more members there. But uh, how do you get more involvement by the rank? can file to try to resolve some of these issues and ultimately get to a, a contract deal?
1: Jim, that, that's a good question. So I think we misreported it slightly. We had 438 of 1147 members, right? That's roughly 38%. So a little over, you know, a little over a third. But if you look at the timing of it, all right, we only have two schools, our balanced calendar schools that are actually back in session yet. Uh, so there's, there's many of our members who are still... Uh, taking their vacations or trips or you know trying to have these last opportunities with their family before returning full-time to work uh in in any sort of ratification situation probably the largest number we've ever had uh that i've seen in my over 25 years of teaching is in the six seven hundred so you know being that we're not actually all in session i don't think the number's bad and like you said it's just a co-op section so if we let's say we Jammed another two hundred people in there. We probably would have gotten the same percentage vote. Uh,
0: one other uh, question related to contract issues: you mentioned FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act. What's the issue at stake there, and and what why is that a, a concern for your members?
1: Well, um, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone that the working force uh, in education uh, across all job classifications, seventy-five to eighty percent female. In our particular school district, right, we have an a, an age-old, and I'd say it's if not chauvinistic, it's it's uh, archaic, right at best, right. And that's our leave policy, which you know you take care of your family, uh, your baby, your parent, your spouse, and in most family units. The female, not always, but most often, winds up taking care of that parent, that baby. Um, our particular FMLA right uh, uses utilizes all of our sick days, like um, other some some other organizations, but not say, like the state. Right, the, the state has implemented, and and other organizations are implementing paid leave policies. Uh, to help people not gobble up all of their sick or personal days. The 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 thing where I call it almost a double jeopardy here in District 1D6 is it's tied together with our annuity, right? At the end of retirement, your retirement, at the end of your career, your retirement is calculated off the number of days that you have accumulated. Uh, so obviously a male educator like myself would stand a much better chance than our, our female, my female colleagues, which that's, that is a major inequity. And it, I think it's really time for us, our our whole bargaining team believes it's time to move forward and look at something uh, more equitable for for all of our members.
0: A lot was made about the idea that we had a a tentative contract offer in place before the start of the school year, which is something that generally doesn't happen in District 186. It's now pretty evident that we won't have uh, an actual contract ratified before classes start again. So where does the process go from here, and uh, how confident are you this can be resolved without a work stoppage at some point?
1: Well... So classically, right, they all used to be worked out prior to the start of the school year, right? So so, so to to tout that we had some language to bring forth before the membership, before the school year, that's nothing to write home about. Um, And the manner in which it was, uh, I'd say, falsely um, portrayed as it's a done deal— right? It's, it's never a done deal until the membership votes. Um, so I think that, that was maybe misinterpreted by some media or, or portrayed to the media in that manner. As far as finding um, an amicable uh, middle ground in negotiations, I'm convinced that we can do that, as long as both parties are, are, are willing to uh, do so. I know that's what the public wants. That's what uh our our members want and I think that's the win. Have you had
0: any discussions yet about scheduling a new round of talks? How quickly can this all get restarted?
1: Uh that's a good question and that's yet to be determined, Jim. Uh we would we would like to get into discussions uh, the sooner the better. Um obviously we understand that uh there's a lot going on district wide and, and our first priority is is the students and their families making sure that we're in the right place uh, for them to, to help them and, and, and help learning happen.
0: Aaron Graves is the president of the Springfield Education Association. Aaron, please keep us posted as things progress. Obviously, a lot of interest in the community about this. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate your time.